Welcome everybody to episode number 72 of Gaming Culture Radio. I am your host, Tyler, joined as always by our three co-hosts. Let's start with Graham. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It was beautiful Canadian weather day, I guess. Maybe not even Canadian weather because it is December and it's like 8 degrees. We're out playing football. So it was a great time. How, how are you guys doing? Oh, now that's 8 degrees Celsius. Yeah, Celsius. Celsius. Yeah. That's, yes. that's in Canadian language. Yes, Celsius. So... Uh, also joining us is Eugene. How are you today? Uh, I hurt my ribs today. I pulled a Clark Griswold on the ladder putting up Christmas lights, but <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't break you anything. You stable gun yourself right. to the eavesdrop, did you? No, I didn't do any of that. I, I wasn't actually on the roof. I was just using a ladder and, you know, just fell on fell on the actual ladder itself. So at least I didn't hit the ground. Ouch. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Glad you're okay. Did you shut down a block of, you know, electricity? Nope, nope, okay. just uh, shut shut down myself, shut down my lungs for a minute. All right, all yeah, right. Fun. Well, glad you're all right. And joining us is Steve. How are you? I'm doing good. I uh, just got my uh, tickets to PSX, so I'm excited for that this coming weekend. So and... we're, we're trying to work out uh, getting Steve to get us some extra content from the show, but we'll see how that works out, uh, what opportunities present themselves, etc., and we're going to kind of work on that throughout the week, but hopefully we'll be able to bring you some stuff from PSX. And if nothing else, uh, we'll get a report back on the event itself. Are you thinking about going to any of the panels or anything, or just kind of being around the floor? Uh, well, I'm meeting up with a couple people from another group, and so whatever they want to do, I'm down. I don't have any real panels I want to hit. Okay. Uh, but I'm excited to just see. I've never been to a convention, so this will be the first time. So it'll just be a new experience, and I'll take it in as it comes. So you'd want to try to play Spider-Man? I'm guessing some of these lineups are probably super long, so you'd have to oh, sacrifice yeah. Oh, yeah. time at other booths. So. Yeah. That, I mean, I'm down to watch it be played, but I, I, I'm of the mindset. I don't like playing games before they come out because then I just get the hype level, and then I don't want to play anything else. Like, I, I just I don't want to play anything until that game comes out. And then so now I have two months of not having fun playing stuff because I'm waiting on one game. So I don't like doing that. So if you're there um, and you happen to see Steve, in case you know what he looks like, say hi to him. And let us know if he told you what you should be telling everybody there next week. And that's to listen to our show. And you can uh, do that too, Travis is doing right now, but please make sure you do it every week. And the best way to do that is hit the subscribe button on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you have. Also, head on over to Facebook and join the Gaming Culture Radio forums. And when you're there, submit questions to be read on the show, and you'll be entered into our monthly giveaways and in the month of December, our weekly giveaways uh, for our holiday season uh, prizes. So with that, we're also, uh, before we get into news, going to announce that we started last night, actually. We kind of did a test one, but we are going to be doing some streaming again. And we're going to be using both Twitch and Mixer. First of all, we're going to be getting our Twitch stream figured out for uh, the actual podcast. So the audio's good and everything's good to go there. Uh, we've had some difficulties with that lately. We're going to get that hammered out in the next week and have that up and running for you guys for episode number 73. Also, we're going to be doing some streaming on Twitch uh, individually under the Gaming Culture Radio uh, channel. So we'll be doing that each once a week, so three times a week there. Watch uh, Facebook to see, uh, we'll post there when we're going live with those. And once a week we're going to be doing kind of a, a co-stream on Mixer where we get three or four of us in there to play. And we did that last night. Um, we've got a few viewers, but uh, we're going to be making sure we announce that more. So please head on over and support us. Go on to Mixer and uh, follow us there. Follow us on Twitch. 
helps us out quite a bit. We are now determined again to uh, get affiliate status on Twitch, and we need your support to help do that um, by following and then you know going on and watching and taking part when we're streaming. So with that, let's head into news. And kind of a slow week. But first off, Nintendo Switch, Graham, you'll be happy to hear, was the best-selling console over Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and was one of the best-selling items, period, over that time yes. frame. So, Not good, uh, good show for them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the console's built a lot of hype over the course of the year, so no real surprise that it's a popular item. And I think for the other ones, the, the even the 1X, you know, a lot of people have an Xbox already, so it's not necessarily anything new, just something better that they can upgrade yeah. to whereas a lot of people might not have a switch yet and want to get one yeah another thing is too is like if you want to play a certain title then you got to pick up the switch but mm -hmm. anything being released out for the xbox one x you can play it on the one or the one s so you didn't necessarily don't have to buy a new console and same with the playstation games like if you have a ps4 mm -hmm. or ps4 pro you can play whatever game so when the game comes out just for the switch then it gives you more incentive to buy a new console yeah, absolutely. Man, is there like a major crime going on? I guess. I, there's like <laughs> sirens and stuff going on. So I muted it for a second because I was going to try to make sure all the windows are shut. But then Graham stopped talking. So thanks, Graham. Well, um, so I felt like this, I, had to I don't know what's in. going on in your world when you mute. But I think, like... Graham, I'm in, according to a certain leader, <laughs> I'm in like the worst crime city in the world. So. Yeah. Pretty much. Sorry, just yeah. Up. So uh, we'll move on. Next up, uh, IGN published an article summing up the top ten games in sales on guess. Black Friday. Breath of the Wild with the, the company, the Nintendo Switch. So we're going to run through it from ten to one. Number ten was Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, deserves to be on the list. Looks fantastic. I am actually looking forward to playing it. Mm -hmm. Same here. Yep. Number nine, Call of Duty World War II. I'm a little surprised this one wasn't higher. But comes in at number nine. I'm not. Number yeah, eight. Yeah, I think it's the price point. There was no sales. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Honestly, I can see that. Being <laughs> it on the list is impressive. Sure. To me. Number eight, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh. Oh, God. Also, I, you're no, such a fan No sales. Boy. Well, I guess there it's no yeah, sales, say, There's probably no sales, right? That's $60. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. the big thing, yeah. The number seven. Like, except for five minutes on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Number seven was Destiny 2. So that actually was marked down at Walmart, mm -hmm. and I believe yeah. at Target and Best Buy as well. Yeah, GameStop, I think, had a sale. Yep, and probably Amazon, so it was across the board. Yeah. Numbers, but I think that's another one of those games, and I think Call of Duty falls into this too, where if you're going to get it, you're going to get it at launch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or at Christmas for the mm -hmm. little but, younger crowd. Yeah. The next game, I think, is a game that was prime for, you know, taking advantage of the sale, because that's maybe a game people would have waited on. And that's number six, South Park, The Fractured Butthole. Yeah. Which, yeah. a very fun game. I keep meaning to play it, just have so much mm -hmm. other stuff. <laughs> number five, kind of a surprise, to me anyway, Prey. I think it was wow. the cheapest of, like, yeah. Black Friday. I want to say... That was, like, it was 20 bucks, 15, right? 15, yeah. 20 dollars, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think the prices was the big thing about this uh, list. Yeah. I'll be honest, I bought this game back in, what, May, when it came out. Yeah. Or June, and I had yeah. I'd already forgotten about it. Yeah, <laughs> I I thought about getting it, but I changed my mind. I'm kind of glad I did. The the, yeah. oh, the devil actually it turned me off. Yeah, be glad yeah, you I, did. I thought about buying it too, and then I mm -hmm. 
switched it to something else. Mm-hmm. Number four, Dishonored 2. That was another right. one where there was a bunch yeah. of good sales on yep. it. So. Mm-hmm. so number three, and uh, I think three through one are the type of games that people might have waited on and taken advantage on Black Friday, but number three, Evil Within 2. Yeah, that was well, well discounted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number two, Middle Earth uh, Shadow War. I bought that, so yep. I'm in that number. And number one is a game that, you know, deserves support, and it's been on sale so many times already. It just kind of gives the indication that this game hasn't performed well sales-wise, so please support it, is Wolfenstein 2, The New yeah. Colossus. Yeah. Yeah, is I mean, that was a, is, is on sale as well. Uh, I think it was $25 at most retailers. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I, I just think that most Wolfenstein games in general, and the same thing with Doom, they, they see pretty quick price drops. And I don't think it's yeah. because of sales necessarily. I just think that, um, you know, Bethesda, especially with those franchises, is just really good with uh, rewarding its audience to uh, well, say, hey, get this game for cheap. Here's why I make the argument it's for sales. When you see a game hit uh, free play weekend on Xbox within the first 60 days after launch... That yeah. kind of hints that the game isn't doing that well, and they're just trying to get people to play it. Because it's a good I'm, game. I've 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 played it. I haven't gotten too far into it, but it's good. I just haven't, you know, like sat down and actually committed to play through it. Keep meaning to, but well, it's a good game. But Bethesda's one of those companies that they don't necessarily need to keep all their games at sixty dollars for as long as possible because they're no. making. Lots of money on all their other ones. I mean, Skyrim's come out like seven times, and Fallout 4 has come out like seven times since the the release date. And it's still, Skyrim was $60 on the Xbox One Yeah. when it's not on sale. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's a big deal for them to knock their, like, Wolfenstein's down to 30 bucks. Yeah, so real quick, let's run, let's run through the top five movies on Black Friday. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was number five. War for the Planet of the Apes, number four. The Lord of the Rings trilogy, wow. number three. Wow. I bought that had a gigantic markdown at Amazon, I think, and a couple others. I bought yeah. the digital collection on Xbox, the six mm-hmm. movie one. Number two, Wonder Woman, and it's number one movie. was Spider Man Homecoming. Great movie. Yep. So those were your top selling games and movies on Black Friday, and you know, no giant surprises. It's all sort of the recent stuff, except for like Lord of the Rings and maybe Prey. Although, uh, Steve, for you, Harry Potter A Film Collection was, I think, number eight. Ooh. Is that so the 4K looking... Blu ray? No, just the, the Blu ray. Yeah. So, yeah. No, no 4K collection is going to be in the top 10 because it doesn't have that kind of oh, yeah, like, adoption yet. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Right. So, although it, the adoption rate for 4K is much faster than it was for HD at this point same point in the life cycle so but anyway uh let's move on uh steve here's something that i think you'll be interested in i was too the destiny 2 game director eric osborne says that they need to give hardcore players more reasons to log into the game and he acknowledged that after the first month or so things to do in the game quote sort of dry up end quote and that they're letting hardcore players down yes i'm being let down Yes, I, I don't even count myself as a hardcore player, but I'm already max light level on one character, and I'm, I'm not one of those guys that are going to play the three characters. They're just too much good games, and I have no reason or drive to do that. But, like, we've been playing the Nightfall, and we get it done the first time with some random. Though I do think having matchmaking has helped. 
which I don't think yeah, Destiny sure. 1 had. But, yeah, the Nightfall is boring now. Or not boring, just easy. And then, yeah, it's easy. like, the raid, it's like, eh, I've done it, like, three or four times. Do I really want to do it again? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no. So yeah. I'm hoping this, this season pass, they add some content. But I don't know if one DLC pack or expansion pass, whatever you want to call it, is going to be enough to to bring back the hardcore players for a long period of time. What do you think the game needs, or do you think that there's too much good games out there that people are moved on and they won't go back? It it needs end-game content, is the problem. There's Mm -hmm. two things you can do besides playing multiplayer. It's the raid and the strike. And you can do them in prestige mode, but again, you're just doing the same striker raid, just harder. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... And it's, it's the problem that some, uh, a lot of MMOs have. Uh, World of Warcraft was one of the only ones. I mean, they had such a high player base, and it's been so long. But I'm sure in the vanilla days of World of Warcraft, they had same issues where the end game was a little lacking. I know the Old Republic did. So mm-hmm. it's just end game content. So they're just going to have to keep pushing out things for them to do. You're not, you're not going to get people playing that game anymore like constantly it's going to be logging on two or three times a week to run through the strike the raid blah mm-hmm. blah blah but i don't think people are even doing that now well, so here, i think go ahead eugene i'm sorry two, yeah two, two of the things that i've heard the most complaints about is uh first is the matchmaking for the strikes that if that matchmaking is great and everything uh but if you find a good great group that you play with and you want to stick with that group you can't that after every strike, it, it resets and you have to find a new group to play with. So that was something different from the first one, that it, once you finish a strike in the, uh, in the first one, that it would continue on with the uh, same fire team. But now it disperses right. you and you have to start over again. Uh, the second thing is that um, just normal strikes, that if you want to play normal strikes, that you can't pick the one that you want to do. They, they're, you know, uh, ran, random. They're at random. So in the last one, mm-hmm. you're you're able to pick what strike you wanted to play. So yep. um, yes. I know the, so, the Nightfall set, you know, the Nightfall set and it's set last time, but uh, if you just wanted to play a normal strike uh, with some people, you could pick the one that you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I agree. And like Steve and even Graham, when this game first came out, we were playing it every day. Yes. Every single day. And now it's once a week, maybe. And that once a week is for like an hour. Long enough to go in and do the public events and do the nightfall, and we're done. Right? Yep. And we didn't do that this weekend, so it's been... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been so, a long time since I played it, too, personally. Yeah, so the fact that we used to play this every single day, and, and I'm talking for a good month. So he's pretty much right on with after that first month. Yeah. So for a good month, we played this every day. And there were other games that came out that I was really looking forward to. Um, games like South Park and... Um, NHL and FIFA for you, Steve, and uh, you know other games, um, Mordor, Graham. Mm-hmm. But we still play this every day, and it and it's because the game is good when there's stuff to do. So I think they need more. I, I'd like to see more of the quest lines put in from the first game, where you know exactly what reward you're going to get mm-hmm. by finishing a certain quest line. So if there's a certain weapon you want or a piece of gear, you can do the quest line for that specific thing and get it that have they started something seasons else to yet? do have they started seasons yet 
Um, yeah, I think so. No, uh, no, no. Season start I, I don't think with they uh, have. DLC. So, season start yeah, next so Tuesday. Whenever, so whenever seasons drop next week, uh, that's mm-hmm. that's when it's going to pick up a lot of uh, um, back of back take back some of its fan base. Uh, but I, I kind of agree with you about you know bringing back some things from Destiny One. I would like to replay. Uh, some of the strikes from Destiny One. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, was there's one with the ogre that was chained up. Uh, that was one of my favorite. Ones oh too. yeah. Oh, the one yeah. on the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one on the moon. Uh, I mean, there's there's several strikes uh, that I like to replay that were uh, pretty awesome from mm-hmm. the first one, uh, and they're a lot a lot more challenging uh, personally. Uh, some of them were from the expansions, yeah. especially. So I'd like to see some kind of like a like time warp mode where you can go and like play some of the. Uh, past strikes or maybe they'll do an event where you can play this past strike maybe a night they'll do a nightfall of it or something that'd be pretty nice so are we just you know, are just we, something different yeah are we just getting one new strike with the dlc or are we getting two? Ooh, that's a good question i would hope to i i kind of think it's just one hmm. i think it's just one too and i think it's what they did um from the first game where the strike is from the story mission like i i don't know if you guys remember but one of the first missions on earth from the first game Mm -hmm. had you attacking the um the walker and like that was part of the strike and it ended with the giant servitor at the end i think that's what's happening for is what i remember reading so whether that's good or bad I'll let you guys decide. Yeah, and I think I think Eugene, I think you had something good there with bringing back stuff from the first game. Call of Duty is notorious for this, and they it, they do it well. Um, Halo does this too, where they'll release map packs, and like one of the maps is an old map redone. Nuketown. Yep. So yeah, that's, Gulch. That's what I was looking for. Yep. Yeah. So they they the, both those games do that to you know with success. Destiny could easily put out two strikes per DLC, have one be new, or from story mode, and the other one be an old one, just kind of revisit it. Would that be that hard? I don't know. Maybe it is. But I'd just like to see a little bit more there to do, because I personally really enjoy the strikes, but when it gets to the point, like Steve said, we go to them in Nightfall, and it's, you know, one run through, and we're done in, you know, 15, 20 minutes... And then we're like, okay, well, we'll play next week. Yeah. Uh, that's not fun anymore. And I, I want to play more. I do. Because I actually like the game. But I don't want to play it over and over and over just for the sake of doing it. So, anything yeah, else, and guys, I, on that? Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want them to think that making loot harder to get is the answer. Because mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're going to do that. Because, But if that happens then it just becomes a grind even more than it already was. And it was already kind of grindy. Well, like that was I, a big issue with the first one, right? A lot of yeah, people that's why are I complaining. Yeah. Uh, yes. was the grind. Yeah, mm-hmm. you had to do the raid every... Because I think it in Destiny 2, you can get 305 light-level stuff from the public events, the Nightfall, mm-hmm. the Crucible, and the raid. But in Destiny 1, if I remember correctly, you could only do it from the raid. Yeah, and, I think you're right. Which means, and the drops were kind of terrible. Where I got like a shader like three weeks in a row, that was not fun. <laughs> so, I don't want them to make it more grindy. They need to add, add more stuff to do, like more yeah. strikes or even mini strikes. I think mini strikes would be uh, like a bridge gapper. 
Yeah, what what are they called in there? The adventures or whatever? Yeah. Do more of that stuff, but just make it harder. Yeah. And I think that would be fun. I'd be okay with that. Yep. Because when we very first started playing the game, the adventures were fun. Yes, they were. Like, there were people we played with back then that we don't play with now uh, that really liked that. <laughs> so... Yes. But for players like that, it's, you know, that aren't super serious and don't want to commit, like, you know, four to six hours to a raid. That's me. Stuff like that is a lot more fun. So why not have all that stuff at that same difficulty level so players can experience that type of, you know, feel in the game without having to make that investment? Because, like, Graham, Graham enjoyed playing a lot of stuff with us, and then, Graham, you played the raid, and, my mm -hmm. God, I think you were just miserable. Yeah, I wouldn't quite. I wouldn't enjoying it, mm. to be honest with you. Yeah, and yeah. so I think for you, like the strikes and the adventures are a much better. Yes. You know, part of the game. Yeah, make like a nightfall adventure playlist where you just, yeah. you know, it's the difficulty of the nightfall strike, but of the adventures, mm. and then you just can. You don't even have to go back and go to a different world. You just put you in a different adventure. Stuff like that would just make the game longer because you can do that when you're bored. Mm. But they seem to really be, like, all in on the public events and not so much on the adventures. Yeah, and public and events are fine. Think, yeah, but, but I, I almost think it should be the other way around. Yes. Yeah. Or at least the same. At least the same. Yeah, because so. we did the one public event probably, like, ten times in a row or something like that. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. nothing else. Like, wow, I'm so yep. tired of doing this one. The one on Titan. Well, yeah, that's we what I'm grind, thinking about. When we were grinding on Titan, that's what we oh, do. We go open chests until the public event hit again. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. I mean, that's the grindy part of it. Running around in circles for an hour yes. or two. Yeah. Oh, try try like four mm -hmm. hours. So to get from two hundred to two seventy. Yeah, and I don't want to do that again, but no, not not for like a week, you know, or whatever. But I. You know, some of it's always involved in games like this, but I'd like to see them incorporate other things, too. So, all right. Uh, now, next, and we're just going to hit on this because we've beaten the EA Battlefront 2 thing to death, and it, just like everyone else has. But EA stock value is taking a $3.1 billion, $3 billion hit after the Battlefront 2 controversy. That's, I'm just saying, that's a lot of money. Yeah. No, comp no company wants to money. take a hit that big, but no. EA is a big enough company that yeah. they can... <laughs> continue on but that that sucks for them what's the I, percentage if you have that do you know i don't i don't know um i just don't want to see all this stuff because some of it's legit concerns and some of it's whining to be honest um but i don't want to see it make ea hesitant or resistant to making star wars titles that they might you know yeah other than battlefront because we're always the battlefront 3 we're going to see when episode 9 comes out um i don't want to see them hesitant to make other games so yeah you know because it's a big investment for them with the license and everything so anyway not going to dig too deep into that we've already done it um eugene you had a news item you wanted to touch on yeah so the hot it's kind of a hot topic right now uh in games journalism right now uh epic games has filed a lawsuit against uh two players on fortnite uh, one specifically is a 14-year-old boy who was using an exploit, uh, using an aimbot uh, for Fortnite, and was YouTubing it. 
So what do you guys think about Epic Games suing a 14-year-old? Well, I don't think that's the whole story. It is the whole story. If I remember reading it correctly, they asked him to take it down off YouTube, and he didn't. And his mother said was like defending him, and I think they're suing just to have him take it down, like a cease and desist. So I, I feel like this might be another case of, you know, you take one fact from the whole story and run with it just because people like to complain about stuff. Yeah. And that's like so, you're doing that, Eugene. It's just that's what some people are doing. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I kind of. That that's why it's leading towards. Because I'm saying you're doing it. So real quick before you go, here's my take. So, okay, the term we love to use with YouTube and Twitch and all that stuff, and we stream too, but I will not call myself a content creator, even though that's what we're doing right now. Because that's really pompous and douchey. I'm sorry. <laughs> and we we just get together and we talk about video games a week and you know, we're thankful that people like to listen to us and take part in it. That's awesome. Um, I'm never going to put myself on a big enough pedestal to say I'm a content creator. And even if I did, I still know enough about licensing and all that stuff to know that just because I put my face or my voice or both alongside copyrighted content... It's not mine. That copyright content doesn't become mine. It belongs to Epic. So you're playing by their rules to an extent. And if they want you to not do this, then your best course of action is to say okay. Yeah, and you know those end user license agreements that you don't read and you just click That's I what accept? I that I yep. almost guarantee there's something about cheating mm -hmm. in there, there because is. those companies mm -hmm. cover all their bases. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think the mother needs to uh, be be corrected here because I, yes, I feel so, like she yeah. is creating the issue. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, not she... by not explaining it to the kid. And I'm sorry, just real quick. Uh, and the fact that he's 14 in this case is irrelevant because 14 year olds can have just as much sway and power on YouTube as 24 year olds. And if you're showing somebody how to exploit a game and cheat a game and, and Epic doesn't want that, obviously they're working against that because the more that that stuff becomes rampant, the more their play base goes down and the more money they lose. Exactly. So I think the age here is irrelevant, but I agree with you guys. It's on the parent here to step in and say, this is wrong and here's why. To the yeah, kid. so, so Fortnite, Fortnite is a it is a mature rated game, and uh, um, he did accept the end user license agreement with the which Epic has defended themselves. Which you know, let's so let's talk about the letter first. The the mom wrote a letter um, to the court, you know, saying that Epic is using her son as a scapegoat, um, that they shouldn't be attacking her son. They should be attacking the people that you know made this made this aimbot is what it was. And that she she did not give consent to her son, you know, to play the game. So um, that she doesn't agree with the end user uh, license agreement that you know Steve was talking about. So, um, but what it comes down to is Epic is saying, first off, we're we're not we're not um, suing your son for using the aimbot. We're suing your son for uh, 
putting up a YouTube video teaching people exactly where to go, that this is what you need to do to exploit the game. And they simply mm-hmm. uh, did send them a cease and desist saying, hey, we, we need this video taken down according to D- DMCA. Um, you know, take it down. And he said, no. He responded, no, I'm not going to take it down. And that's when they have to. Um, I, I don't think people understand that. They they have to sue in the situation mm-hmm. that, you know, a part oh, yeah. of their agreement, you know, uh, with DMCA is what, that when some way violates the agreement that they have to go pursue a lawsuit or they have to drop everything. So what happens if they drop everything? They're opening the door for anyone mm-hmm. to exploit their copyright to use their copyright as they see fit so they have to pursue a lawsuit in this case so i'm all about epic games in this uh i i think i don't think the child should be sued i think the parents should be sued Mm -hmm. um being a minor that you know his his parents are the ones responsible for this they're responsible it's not even about the kid nobody's trying to throw the kid in jail right right it's they just want the clip taken down and yeah i think they're just suing to have the clip taken down right they're not suing for monetary I think they are now assuming now, monetary yes. because uh, because uh, what they what it turns into is that um, Fortnite has lost revenue, uh, Epic Games has lost revenue due to uh, their son uh, making this video saying that this is how you cheat at the game, this is how you exploit the game. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's turned into. And and just last point for me, sadly, I think it's a commentary too on just kind of the social media aspect of society now he's probably looking at him as like why well, have so many views on this I, i'm not there's no way i'm taking it down yeah mm-hmm. and, and youtube views, views and likes and all that stuff are all that matters youtube has to be good i i hope they're not allowing him to monetize on that video because then there's a whole separate issue yeah so, so i don't even have the full story so i can't like say for certain like i know a lot of people on facebook like to like to think they do, because um, mm-hmm. there's like 17 different sides to this story. So. Well, I mean, if you want, if you want a really balanced perspective, go to Reddit. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, Reddit is the, you know, bastion mm-hmm. of balance. Yeah. They're they're the only not fake news site. <laughs> so they'll tell you all the good deals. Too. Nobody ever overreacts there. But ever. All right. Anything else, guys? No. No. All right, that's going to do it for news. Graham, what can we get in stores? Oh, let's see. This will be a very busy week for new releases for all consoles. So let's get started. We have eight titles that will be released on both PS4 and Xbox One. Those titles are Space Hulk, Deathwing, Steep, Road to the Olympics, Steep, Winter Games Edition. I'm not sure why they combined them, but oh well. Uh, the Surge, A Walk in the Park, The Walking Dead, The Telltale Series Collection, and Oh My Godheads. Now, these six titles will be released on the 5th. Next, we have A Hat in Time, releasing on the 6th, and Battlestar Galactica Deadlock, which releases on the 8th. Now, all these titles will share their respective release dates on both consoles, with the exception of A Hat in Time, which will release a day earlier on the PS4, and on the 5th on Xbox One. Oh, sorry. (laughs) The 5th on PS4, and the 6th for Xbox One. Now, for PS4 exclusives, we have Bravo Team, Dead Rising 4, Frank's Big Package, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition, Destiny 2, Curse of Osiris, Justice League Virtual Reality, The Complete Experience, and Snow Fortress. Now, all these titles we're releasing on the 5th, 
On the 6th, we have Chaos on Deponia, Invector releasing on the 7th. On the 8th, we have Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus, <laughs> which was released on the 8th. Hey, I'm close. And then we have Loco Roco 2 Remastered. Now that releases on the 9th. So that's it for PS4. On the Xbox One side of things, we have Boiling Bolt, which will release on the 5th, and Rememoroid releasing on the 6th. And then releasing on the 8th, we have Hello Neighbor, Paladin, and Demon's Age. So like I said, a lot for those consoles. Now for the Nintendo Switch, we also have a slew of new releases coming at us next week. On the 5th, you could get Nine Parchments, Caveman Warriors. So that's it for the 5th. Now the rest titles will be released on the 7th, and those titles are Dimension Drive, Tesla Grad, Vostok, or Volstock Incorporated, Human Fall Flat, Phantom Breaker Battlegrounds Overdrive, Embers of Mirum, Slain Back from Hell, a Neo Geo title titled Top Hunter, Acorn Tactics. Now that's not an actual acorn, it's an acronym, not sure what it means. Then we have Plantera Deluxe, Riptide GP Renegade, and then to finishing off, we have Yodanji. Now, as you can see, there's lots of new releases coming out for you that have purchased those new consoles on either Black Friday or Cyber Monday. So, good luck with choosing which title to buy. Now, let's move it on to Eugene and see what deals are still out there to be had now that Black Friday and Cyber Monday are done. A lot of indie titles releasing in this week, huh? Yes, a lot. Yeah, a lot of indie. I heard about it hat in time. I heard it's pretty good. Good platformer as a yeah, 10 just, out of 10 on Steam. Just clarifying... Uh, Curse of Osiris for Destiny 2 is not a PS4 exclusive. It's just either a week or two early on the PlayStation. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I early kind of worded that incorrect. Cool. So let's talk about a few deals. There's not too many. Uh, like Graham said, it, Cyber Monday's over uh, and Black Friday's over, so everyone's broke anyway. But let's talk <laughs> about Games with Gold, which is free. Uh, you can still get Tales from the Borderlands, uh, Warhammer, The End of Time, uh, the End Times, uh, Vermintide, and then Child of Eden. But P- PS Plus has announced uh, their free games for the month. So for PS4, you can get Darksiders 2 Definitive Edition. You can get Kung Fu Panda Showdown of Legendary Legends, which before you guys knocked that game, uh, I actually watched a gameplay of that, and it's kind of like Smash Brothers, except with Kung Fu Panda characters. So it actually looks pretty neat. And then Forma 8 is also free on the PS4. For the PS3, you can get the Siberia Collection, which is also a THQ Nordic game, just like uh, Darksiders. Uh, X-Blaze Lost, Memories. And for the PS Vita, you can get Forma 8 and Wanted Core. So those are your free games for uh, Games with Gold and also PS Plus. Um, Not a whole lot of deals on the storefront, Uh, just standard indie titles being a certain percent off. But... uh, not not too much on the Xbox Xbox Store or the PSN Store or the uh, Nintendo Store. Um, Best Buy though, Best Buy this week. I think it's uh, running this month actually. Uh, you can buy one get one 50% off select video games. So those video games include uh, Middle Earth, Shadow of War, Call of Duty, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, and Star Wars Better Battlefront 2, uh, as well as other games. Uh, but buy one 50% off and your Gamers Club. Uh, will also stack onto that, so that's an additional uh, 20% 20 off games. Amazon has a few uh, good deals, and the first one we're going to talk about is the one we are talking about, actually, 
uh, last night when we were playing uh, video games was Death Stranding. You can go ahead and pre-order Death Stranding for the PS4. Don't know when it's going to release. It might be two years from now or three or maybe four. But it is $51 on Amazon. But with Amazon Prime, you can get it for $47.99. So that's about $13 less than retail, uh, full retail price. So if you if you know you're going to get that game, go ahead and pre-order it now and save a few bucks. Uh, Wolfenstein is 39 Wolfenstein 2 is 39.82 Assassin's Creed Origins is 49.99 on Amazon uh, and then you can get Yakuza the Karami Steelbook edition for 19.99 on Amazon Hey Pikmin for the Nintendo 3DS is $25 uh, Forza Motorsport 7 if you're looking for a good sim racer that has the 4K updates it is 39.82 on Amazon Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands is only 19.99 Evil Within 2 is only $39.99. Prey, if you're still thinking about buying it at Graham, it is $24.99 on Amazon. Uh, South Park Fractured But Holes is $44.75. Moving on to a CD Keys deal, if you're needing a 12-month uh, Xbox Live Gold membership, you can get one for $47.99 on CD Keys. Plus, you can, if you like their page on Facebook, you get an additional 5% off coupon uh, for totaling $45.59, so that's $15 off a 12-month Xbox Live subscription. Walmart does. Walmart also has a few uh, good deals online if you go to their website. Um, first uh, big deal is Call of Duty World War II, uh, which didn't see a lot of sales on Black Friday, but right now it is $49.94, so that's $10 off uh, the standard retail price. Uh, you can get Crash Bandicoot, the Insane Trilogy, uh, for only $29.88. You can get uh, Grand Theft Auto for the uh, Xbox 360. If you still haven't played it, Grand Theft Auto 5, I think the online community is still going strong, even on the 360. Uh, you can get that for only 15 bucks. NHL 18 is only 39.99. Gears of War 4 is only 29.83. Uh, the big one though, I didn't even know this uh, was already out, but there is a the Battlefield One. The Battlefield One. It is basically the complete edition. It's the complete edition. It's called the Revolution Edition. Um, it includes all of the DLC and also all the uh, expansions as well. Twenty nine ninety nine on Walmart. Wow. So that's that's fifty wow. percent off. Um, so if you don't have Battlefield One uh, and you don't want to buy the season pass, you know, or anything, you can get the whole complete set for only twenty nine ninety nine uh, right worth now. It just for the oh, season yeah. pass. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't even know how much it is now. The season pass, but I want to say it's probably thirty it's or forty still. Season pass. Well, 50. when when it all comes out, yeah. Originally, the game was sixty, and the season pass was fifty. So mm -hmm. that's one hundred ten bucks worth for what thirty? So yeah, twenty nine ninety nine. I think yeah. that was the biggest deal that I saw. So mm -hmm. that was Walmart. Uh, that deal. Yep. Yep. Walmart uh, online, and you can get it for the Xbox One or the PS4. Both uh, both editions are mm -hmm. available at that price, and I believe that is it. For All gaming right. deals this week, moving on to fan mail, Steve. Yeah. So, well, before we go into fan mail, we're gonna go through our game awards predictions. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we're gonna run through that. I, I, we picked some categories. We're not gonna go through every single category. So sorry, everybody was looking forward to like you know trending gamer. <laughs> four four like hours that. of uh, going over yeah. game awards. Well, the show will be four hours. That's what I mean. But that one will be. Oh. But, but uh. Yeah, the we won't be doing trendy gamer or some of the other lesser categories, but we'll hit the big ones here. 
So what we're going to do is run through the categories. We'll name the nominees, and then we'll say um, who we think is going to win. And if it's different than who we want, who, who we would individually pick, then we'll say who we would individually pick as our personal winner. So we're going to start with best independent game. And the nominees are Cuphead, Hellblade, Sununa Sacrifice, Night in the Woods, Pyre, and What Remains of Edith Finch. So let's go to Graham first. What do you think? Well, I must have missed that one because <laughs> I don't have that one. Which one was that? Sorry. So best independent game. Oh, oh no. Sorry. Yeah, I have that one. Um, yes, Cuphead. Uh, this is a game I haven't played. But from reading on it and hearing the hype and getting people's opinions on it, I, I think that game is going to win. And I would pick that one as well. Mm-hmm. Steve, what about you? Um, I would pick Cuphead based on playing it. Uh, but I think Hellblade is going to win because I know they've done a lot of great stuff with that game. Uh, Pyre is a, is a good game. Uh, gameplay gets a little boring. Uh, the storyline is very good, though. So if you haven't heard of it and you have a PC, I'd check that out. And What Remains Vita Finch is also has a good story, but I think Hellblade or Cuphead are going to win this one. Mm-hmm. I think Hellblade's going to win, though. Okay. Eugene? Uh, I, I kind of agree with you, Steve. Uh, me, personally, it's it's Cuphead. I, I had a great time with it and was addicted for it for a little bit, plus it had a had a huge following. And, and I, I think it. I was really worried about that game not meeting the hype. Yes. Uh, but it, it absolutely did, and it's, it's totally worth it. And I think that, uh, personally, I think it should win the title. But Hellblade, a lot of people um, supported that game whenever it came out. It's kind of a surprise uh, hit whenever it released. Uh, people weren't expecting uh, that kind of immersive storyline. The graphics are, are beautiful. Um, so it has a good possibility that'll win. But I, I, think, I think Cuphead will pull through, and I, I think it'll actually win. Yeah, I'm I'm with Eugene here. I you know I've said a lot of good things about Cuphead, and I'll do it again here. Not only is it a great game, but just the originality of it, the difficulty of it, it's it's a different take on a game like Ori and the Blind Forest. You know, it's where Ori was really difficult and it's really beautiful. Cuphead is super difficult, but every single frame in this game is hand drawn. Um, you don't see stuff like that in games now. And it's a throwback to, like, 1930s cartoons. So I think it's a really cool idea. It's an original concept. And like Eugene said, the fear here was that this game that had been talked about for years wouldn't live up to the hype, but it did. And I think it should win. I think it will win. And there's a lot of other good games. You guys talked about Hellblade. Uh, I think What Remains of Eda Finch is a very solid game, too. But Cuphead, I think, uh, is my pick, and I think it will win. So, all right. Action game. Best action game. Nominees, Cuphead, Destiny 2, Neo, Prey, and Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Hmm. So let's go back to Graham. Okay, now, personally, I haven't played Cuphead, but I don't think this as, like, an action game. I know it's, like, chaotic and stuff going on that, but I think more of, like, a story-driven, like, kind of action game. So I picked Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Now, Eugene was saying that it hasn't been doing that well, but um, that's my pick. I Sometimes you get surprised with these awards. You think you know who the no, winner is. I said it's doing well. I said I thought it was doing well. 
Oh, okay. I'm the one I thought that's why you said ones. it was on like on deals. No, that was me. Doing... That was me. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry, wrong person. Mm-hmm. Tyler said it wasn't doing too well. Mm-hmm. So that's one I chose. I went through the list, and that that's my pick. Okay, Steve. Uh, I think Wolfenstein or Destiny will win this one, but my personal pick is Neo. Uh, if you haven't played it and you like the Dark Souls games or Bloodborne, this is a game you should check out if you're on PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. It, it's uh, medieval Japan, or I guess you want to call it medieval. It's ninjas in Japan. That's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. With Dark Souls level difficulty and demons and stuff. It's awesome. Yeah. Eugene? I, I'm going to agree. Neo, uh, Team Ninja, they've always made a great game. Uh, they they did Ninja Gaiden as, as well, right? That was, that was all them. Uh, yeah, but Tenchu, I, I, right? Yeah, they did Tenchu as well. Um, so, yeah, Team Ninja's uh, awesome development team. Uh, it was kind of a sleeper hit. Um, not a lot of people were expecting it to be so great, and I actually think it's kind of a hard-to-find title right now. Um, I know it was on sale for Black Friday, but uh, like Steve said, it's, it's a great game if you're into the Soulsy uh, type games where it's extremely challenging. Uh, the bosses are extremely difficult, that it requires a lot of skill and um, you to require it requires you to kind of master master the mechanics of the game. So I'm going to agree with Neo. Uh, I like Wolfenstein. I, I think Wolfenstein's great uh, franchise and a, a great action game. But I, I want to see Neo get this one. Yeah, um, I think the popular pick here is going to be Destiny Two. That's what I think most fans are going to want and think will win. Uh, Part of me says Cuphead. Uh, Wolfenstein 2 is a fantastic game, fantastic series with arguably the best developer in the game um, in Bethesda. I agree with you guys. I think Neo's going to win. I think they should. I think it's a it's a very good you game. Don't for agree with me. <laughs> Sorry, Graham. No, that's but, fine. Uh, I, I don't know Neo, mm-hmm. so I, I guess my only question, like to me, it's like one of these things is not like the other, or like the others. Um. Like, Prey, I was just a little disappointed in. I don't know about you guys. I don't know if any of you played it at all. But I was I was a little disappointed in the game. I played the demo, which, I, based off the demo, I decided not to buy the game. So mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. That's one that I'm, I'm pretty certain I bet money that that one will not win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If no, a Bethesda sure. title wins, it's going to be Wolfenstein 2. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. All right. Best action adventure, and this is the first of like the super loaded categories. Yeah. So the nominees: Assassin's Creed Origins, Horizon Zero Dawn, Super Mario Odyssey, The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. There are three legitimate Game of the Year arguments in here. There's yeah. four, and maybe four. four. Uh, I think it's all five. For sure, but... maybe. So uh, let's go back to Graham. Well, I, uh, we don't really say, need to, but uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Say, say Zelda. Exactly. So I was going to say, these are five incredible games, like everyone's mm-hmm. just said before how we got a chance. <laughs> but obviously, there's one that stands out to, to me here, and that's Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. They just, how they designed this game from the ground up was just genius. Like, this game. I thoroughly enjoyed playing this game. I really did. It was I was excited to play it. I couldn't wait to get home from work and just waste time just playing this game. And I own Super Mario Odyssey, and I played the game, and I really enjoyed it. But then it, it went away. Like it, There was no desire, like, oh, I got to go back. I want to do this. Like Other games came along, stuff like that. 
And I know Assassin's Creed Origins is an amazing game. I've heard great things. It looks visually amazing. And Horizon Zero Dawn was probably the greatest game, best game until Zelda came out and then Mario Odyssey. So that's probably, I'm guessing that's probably going to be third, maybe fight in second with Super Mario Odyssey, but uh, Breath of the Wild all the way. I'd be really surprised if it don't win, but uh, surprises happen. That's right. my choice. What's your guys? Steve? Well, I don't like this action-adventure category because I, I don't know mm. how much action matters for this because there's not a lot of action in Super Mario Odyssey. It's, it's more of an adventure it's game. Platformer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's platformer. Yeah. It's platformer. Same with Breath but of the Wild, too. Bre- Breath of the Wild is the winner, hands down, in that category. I loved Horizon, and I loved Mario. I haven't had a chance to play Origins, and I'm not an Uncharted fan, so I'm biased there. But... Breath of the Wild, like, I, I couldn't wait to come home and play it every night, and I loved doing the shrine puzzles. They were by far one of the most, one of the best moments I had in gaming this year. So, but it, of the scope of adventure and action, that's the game I would choose. Though the only thing is Horizon had better combat than Breath of the Wild by a lot. Mm-hmm. But everything else, like, movement-wise was not. But I think Breath of the Wild will win, and I think Horizon should be second. All right, Eugene. I think this is a controversial uh, category, like you said, Steve. I, I don't think Super Mario Odyssey belongs here. I think it should be in its own category with either adventure or, or platformer. Uh, yeah. it, it, my, my vote goes to Breath of the Wild. Horizon, I loved Horizon. It, is actually, uh, it, it came out within a week of Breath of the Wild. I don't know if you guys remember that. And mm-hmm. I bought it. I started playing it, but I stopped playing it, and I didn't play it for six months because of Breath of the Wild. Um, so that's why it takes my pick. Uh, you know, shout out to Horizon for sure. Assassin's yeah. Creed definitely. It's one of the best Assassin's Creed that's ever come out, more than likely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Uncharted, yeah, uh, it's it's a, it's a great for a standalone expansion. I don't think it's great to call it its own game. It really it's it's Uncharted for the Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and for me. Uh, Pretty much agree with you guys. Like, I feel bad for Horizon Zero Dawn here because that's a legitimately great video game, like really good. But there's, there should be no way that Zelda doesn't win this category. And there should so. be no reason why Tyler hasn't played this game enough. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Just calling you out on it, Tyler. I know I haven't finished it. I I like it. I, I haven't said I don't like it. It's just it's. I've always been much more of a Mario guy than a Zelda guy. And I know they're not mutually exclusive. It's just. The Mario games have always been more appealing to me than the Zelda games. I've never gotten caught up in like the lore of it and all that stuff. Um, but it's it's a fantastic game. Like I said, you can play games and know that you know this this is something that might not be a hundred percent my type of thing, but you still know you're playing something really special mm-hmm. when you're playing it. You know you you know it's great. It just might not be your type of thing. So. Um, I do have hopes of finishing it at some point, though. I hope you do, too. I know. All right, best role-playing game. Divinity Original Sin 2. And, Steve, I include this category mostly for you. But, Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Final Fantasy 15. Is it near? Nier? Automata? Near. Near. near? near. Okay. Persona 5. Some game, I don't know, a couple of people played. And South Park, Fractured Butthole. So, Graham, let's go to you. Okay, so out of all these titles, 
I've played none of them. <laughs> but I do have an opinion. Okay. Like, I've heard a lot about each game and stuff like that, and I don't know what type all these games are. Um, me, personally, I would choose South Park, uh, South Park, The Fractured But Whole, because I played the Stick of Truth, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a great game, and I've heard nothing but good about Fractured But Whole, and it just seems like a step up from st- uh, Stick of Truth and a lot more content. So that would be my pick, but I think Final Fantasy 15 is going to win just because there's a lot of mm. diehards, and it was really highly anticipated. And I don't know, like, Eugene finished the game, but... there. Some people weren't happy with it, but I think overall, I, I, I think it's going to win. What was your pick again? Uh, South Park. South Park. Yeah. Steve. But I don't know the other ones, oh. so I'm kind of biased. Okay. Steve. Oh, this is very tough for me. I played 100 hours of Persona 5, and I really want to play another 100 hours of it. I plan on going back. But Divinity Original Sin 2 was, hands down, the best RPG I've ever played in my entire life. It is like playing Dungeons & Dragons on the computer, and it's the closest thing any game's ever come to that. And it's definitely more in-depth than Persona 5. Persona 5 is not a super difficult game. I I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I love it to death. But Divinity Original Sin 2 is my personal pick for best role-playing game. In fact, it, never mind, I'll get to that later. But it is a fantastic game. If you have a PC and you like computer RPGs like Baldur's Gate, but you want them in the updated, like, 2017 graphics, you need to play this game. It should... It probably will go on sale during the holiday sales on Steam. I, I don't know if it's going to win, though. I, I just... I don't know how the Game Awards are when it comes to PC games over other games. So my pick is Persona 5 to win, which is fine. They both deserve to get recognized. They're both amazing games. But now, Divinity Original Sin 2 was, was the best. I'm just going to make tell you this. I was reading that where the awards is going on for this, I don't know about all these games, but most of these games or some of these games, there will be sales on them. So yes. if any of these games we're talking about is like, striking your fancy and you're th- think, considering getting it. Striking then, your fancy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they... Like, they actually started that last year, and um, uh, kudos to why well, can't see him, uh, Jeff Keeley, for kind of putting it all together and and striking these deals with uh, with like uh, Sony and Microsoft, etc., and Steam, because they work out a thing where when the show's on, which I think is Thursday night, they'll have sales going on on all all the major platforms for the games that are nominated in the in the winners, so. As you're watching, you'll see the sales kind of pop up and emerge throughout the night. So that, that's really cool, too. Yeah. One, one last thing so. is, uh, in regards to Divinity Original Sin 2, the first one did make its way to consoles. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have a good PC, I, I've heard talks that they're trying to bring it to consoles for Original Sin 2. And mm-hmm. I'm absolutely going to buy the game again, even if it's $60, because it is just that good of a game. And Larian Studios deserves my business because they actually they're a great company great company the first one was good this one is phenomenal i can't i I can't say anything bad about it it was perfect cool eugene so my personal pick out of these first off i want to get something off the table uh 
this is this is game this is uh the game awards 2017 and final fantasy 15 came out last year but, yeah. so, but I, the, you know, the cutoff is like december something right right so I understand it was but it, it was also on other websites for for game of the year for 2016 so i know um, well we're going to talk about that when we get to mario kart 8 yeah deluxe. Nah, i i think i think it it shouldn't even be on the table even though it, it was one of my favorite games uh from last year i loved it mm. uh and then also, uh, near near definitely deserves a nod because it was kind of a sleeper hit as well. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of people loved it when it came out. It's kind of like Neo came in on, came out around the same time. Uh, Persona Five. If there was a personal one that I would pick out of this list, that would be my pick. Um, even though I love South Park, uh, the the gameplay and the battle system uh, was a little bit different to me. I, I kind of like the battle system from the first go around. They they kind of changed it up. Um, but I'm going to say that if there's somebody that deserves to win it, I'm going to agree with Steve with Definity, uh, Original Sin 2, which I played the first one on the PlayStation 3. Uh, the sequel, I, I can't wait until they port it because I really want to play it too. And I've ner- heard nothing but uh, great things about the game that ten out. it's been rated 10 out of 10. I, I want to say too that um, if you look at Metacritic, it's one of the highest rated games of the year, um, beating out a lot of other games. So um, I, I, my personal pick would be Persona, even though I haven't beaten it yet. I, that's one of the next games I want to jump back into. Um, but Divinity, I think, should win just because of the, the everything I've heard about it from PC players. Okay. So my, my personal pick, if I'm giving the award, would be South Park just because as a huge South Park fan, like I had a really good time playing the game. But, Graham, I will say to you, I actually enjoyed the story better in the first one. Really? It's not to say this one's bad. It's not. Um, yeah. But the I enjoyed the story better in the first one. But they had, like, you know, 16, 17 seasons of the show to work with for story stuff. Yeah. For that first one. And in the second one, they've incorporated mostly stuff since. The yeah, first that's... Game. See, that's so what I was wondering. If it was, like, more like the nostalgia. Like, the first one was amazing in the story. Oh, yeah. And this one, it's like... They, yeah, because they were not really a lot of back. Easter eggs that you could find. And, yes. Yeah. And there still are in the second one, too. There definitely yeah. are. Um, but, like, the part in the first one where... Um, the treehouse? No. Where you have to um, Go on an adventure with it, Lemmy Winks? Yes. Where you're doing the Lemmy Winks adventure. I was trying to figure out how to say that on a family-friendly podcast. Um, but... Yes, the Lemon Wings Adventure was, my God, I was laughing so hard the whole time I was playing it. Yeah, that's that soft it's, one, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh-huh, yeah, I remember now. <laughs> my just, part, I, I stuck. Still, <laughs> I, I, play, I played it again. I played it again uh, uh, last week. I actually beat it again because I, I wanted, before I jumped mm-hmm. fully to Fracture Butthole, I wanted to beat it again. And, and Canada, Canada is still Oh, yes. Uh, part. It was so disappointing. It, I, I hope, I, and, you know, I don't want to spoil for anybody. No yeah, I'm that, still playing through it. Please don't yeah. spoil. The Canada part was just disappointing. Just put it yeah. that way. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, that would be like, if I'm giving the award, it's what I would give. But uh, who's going to win? It's going to be Divinity. I agree with you guys. So, all right. Best family game. And uh, I'm going to read the nominees and then I'm just going to soapbox for a second. Um, best Family Game nominees, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Mario Plus Rabbids, Kingdom Battle, Sonic Mania, Splatoon 2, and Super Mario Odyssey. All right, Mini Soapbox. Why is Mario Kart 8 a nominee for the Game Awards 2017? 
Because it's deluxe. No, that is just <laughs> that means you just. I'm just telling you why. Switch. I, I get yeah. it, but that's a cop out, and I think they should be ashamed for giving it, you know, a, a spot amongst these other games. Because okay, even if you put another game on the list, that's not going to win. It's an honor to be nominated, and it means a lot to those teams. Not to mention marketing for their game to say, hey, we're a Game Awards nominee. Um, and I think to give it to a game that came out, what, two years ago? A year and a half ago? Originally? Oh, no, it's, it's two years ago. Two years ago. Three, maybe three. Maybe, I, yeah, maybe even really three. Sure. So to, to put a game on there that's been out for that long, I just think it's wrong. But that's just me. So let so me anyway. defend it a little bit. Okay. Let me defend it a little bit because, first off, I don't agree that it should be on the list as well. Because that's like saying um, that, uh, what are some of the games of the Xbox One X uh release some texture packs for um, that came out like Halo. Halo okay, 5. so that mean that means Halo Skyrim. Five should be considered. Yeah, that means Skyrim. Skyrim. Yep. Uh, yep. You know, Skyrim even received texture packs for the PS4 Pro, so mm -hmm. uh, it should be on the list. So I, I don't believe that it should be on the list. Uh, I agree with you, but um, they did. It, it, it was ab able to run at 60 frames um, mm -hmm. on the Switch, uh, even in multiplayer mode. Uh, in the old version, uh, it dropped down to 30 frames. Uh, mm -hmm. And then also, uh, they they fixed the multiplayer. The multiplayer works so much better on the Nintendo Switch, which it's still not great compared to other games, but um, it's actually worth playing online now. Um, before, online was kind of just a mess. Uh, joining lobbies was a very difficult to join lobbies with your friends and everything. So now it's a lot simpler, but yeah. um, no, it shouldn't be on the list. I agree. Okay, so let's go through Graham. Um, okay, first question is Sonic Mania. What system was that for all systems yeah oh, on the switch as well yeah so we're looking at five titles all that can be played on the switch like mm -hmm. that's well it, it kind of makes sense because the switch is more of a family console yeah it is yeah, the family game category family yeah but like um personally one i would choose is uh super mario odyssey just because it's got the old school nostalgia and like it's like new school style too. So I think that's a great game for family. Mm -hmm. I I think that's gonna win, but I wouldn't be surprised if Splatoon two wins because that's still another game that you can play with family and stuff like that. But I'm gonna choose Super Mario Odyssey. I know Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. I don't know if I would call that a family game. I don't per think it's se. family friendly. I I yeah. played that game and. It's not family friendly. I don't. I don't think it is personally. Yeah, and I agree with you guys about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. There's no need for that to be on there. So yeah. I don't even think that's got a chance to win. I'd be super shocked if it didn't place anything besides fifth. But we don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my vote and one I think is going to win would be Super Mario Odyssey. Okay, Steve. Um, well, when I think family game, I think either games you play local multiplayer with your family or games that you're. You can watch. So I don't know if Splatoon 2 has local multiplayer, um, but I actually think Mario Kart 8 is the best family game on that list because you can play four-player, like, split-screen, and it's really fun. But mm -hmm. I think Super Mario is going to win because it's Super Mario. Mm -hmm. Eugene? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to say that I think Super Mario Odyssey should win, and I think it will win. Uh, Splatoon 2, uh, I, I don't think that... I think it actually does have local multiplayer, but you can't play online together, as far as I know. Um, mm -hmm. So if you have two players, you can't play online together. Sonic Mania uh, was a good game. I, I reviewed that game and gave it a pretty decent review, but 
um, when it comes to platformers, Mario just beats it uh, tenfold. And then Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, I, I don't think is it's a it's a it's definitely a, a you know it's a Mario game, but um, it, I don't think it's hundred percent family friendly. There's a lot of uh, jokes in there and different things that I wouldn't you know want a four year old play or five year old play. You know, right. yeah, it's a Rabbit's so, Super Mario Super Mario Odyssey for sure. Okay, for me it's Super Mario Odyssey. I don't even think it's that close. I give a small, small side chance to Splatoon just because of what we saw in the multiplayer category a couple years ago. But um, I, I see where Splatoon won best multiplayer. But I, I think it's Mario, hands down. So, all right, best sports slash racing. So we have to throw those two together. Nominees, FIFA 18, Forza Motorsport 7, Gran Turismo Sport, NBA 2K18, Pro Evolution Soccer 2018, and Project Cars 2. Graham, let's go to you. Okay. Like the, not that last category, but the one before, I not played any of these games. Mm-hmm. But from what usually wins and what people are excited for, and the one I'm talking about is Forza Motorsport 7. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it comes with 4K HDR and the game looks stunningly beautiful. And they put a lot of time and energy and effort to make this game flawless and a beautiful game. So personally, I think that's going to win. Um, I know there's a big market of people who really like the racers and they get the steering wheel and they just go for the full immersive, uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah. So yeah, that that's my choice. Um, like there's what two soccer games on here yep. so um, nba i've never really gotten the nba so i'm kind of biased that i don't choose that one mm-hmm. but personally i think forza forza motorsport will win and that's when i would choose all right steve frankly i think it's travesty mlb the show is not on here Agreed. Um, yes that's true too yes uh but i don't three racers are you kidding me and forza is the best game on the list mm-hmm. uh, nba 2k has gone downhill for me at least over the past couple of years. Um, FIFA is just FIFA. I think Pez is a better soccer game, but FIFA has better polish. So I think Forza is the best of those games, and it, I think it'll win. But I think if MLB was on this list, I mean, MLB deserves to be on this list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Eugene. Um, so I, I don't I don't like this list at all. I don't, I don't like what oh, they either. compiled for from both categories. I, I think there's so many other games, including... Uh, MLB the show I think Madden should be on here I think it should be uh, at least given a nod um, mm-hmm. FIFA I, I would have said FIFA any other year but this year because it rated horribly this year it did. Um, I actually think so out of all these I would like to pick Forza but I think Pro Evolution Soccer mm-hmm. has a good chance because it was rated so highly this year in contrast with FIFA plus um you know, being in the U.S., and we're all from the U.S. or we're from North America, um, you know, soccer football is not real popular here. But when you look at around the world, uh, PS and F- FIFA is everything to gamers worldwide. Oh, yeah. um, so I, I'm, I'm going to give the vote to PES just because it rated so highly, but my personal is Forza. Yeah. Well, I, get, I, take, I take offense. I get up at 4 o'clock to watch soccer. Uh, hashtag West Coast. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so. I'm sorry, Steve, for, for doubting your your yeah. psyker. Must be fun game. to watch. Yeah, spend all that time to Out see that. no sco- no goals. All that exciting gameplay oh. must wait, wait, you know, wake it right uh, up. So, uh-huh. anyway, <laughs> um, 
I'm going to start. I'm going to agree with Steve. I think MLB is the best sports game I've played all year, again. And it's just so well done every year. And to not even be on this list is ridiculous, yeah. honestly. So, but it's it's going to be between, I agree with Eugene, Forza, Motorsport 7, and Pro Evo. And I think Forza should win. I have a funny feeling Pro Evo is going to win. So, we'll see. I, I think it might, too. Yeah. I think, I agree. I agree. It's, it's the only thing Konami does well anymore. So... I, and they actually, they, their game has gotten consistently better the last three years. And FIFA's has arguably stayed the same or maybe declined a little. So, If I remember correctly, the only reason Pro Evo is not like the better soccer game or the higher selling one is because they don't have the kits, I don't think, that FIFA has. Correct. Yep. No, right. So, uh, Steve, what were your picks again for sports racing? Uh, well, I, w- I did say Forza for both, but I actually think you're right. I think Pez will win. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Best multiplayer. Call of Duty World War II, Destiny 2, Fortnite, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, and Splatoon 2. Graham. Okay. Uh, personally, I would choose Player Unknown's Battlegrounds because. Mm-hmm. This game has shattered so many records of concurrent players and I think overall sales or something like that. Like, And this game was just an add-on that some guy came up with and it, it's done amazing. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy watching this on Twitch. Um, it's, it's got a big Twitch following. A lot of people would just watch this game. It's a great game to just watch other people play, like not necessarily just play. And when you do die, like you watch, you can like toggle between the other people you're playing with and that's quite enjoyable i've experienced that on the pc and i know when this comes to the xbox one it's just going to get an even bigger boost in sales and make lots more money and i'm definitely looking forward to this and i think we should stream this game i think this will be a fun game to stream people can watch me die repeatedly and like why didn't he look behind him (laughs) (laughs) wow that guy can't shoot but anyways um no that's a great game that's who i would pick but i really think think that call of duty is probably going to win just because it's call of duty it's got a huge fan base and it's got like a cult following and tyler had played it and he's really enjoyed the campaign i don't know if he's played much of the multiplayer online a little bit but uh i think that one's going to win destiny 2 it's a great multiplayer experience but they see some people are kind of upset with it and stuff like that and mario kart 8 deluxe again don't think this should be on the list there's other better ones out there uh splatoon 2 that one that one's probably going to be up up there as well but my pick is going to be call of duty to win and but i would like player unknown battlegrounds okay eugene or, I mean, sorry, uh, steve, steve, yeah steve 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 first, <laughs> steve first. Uh, I think Destiny 2 is the best on this list. If we're not counting multiplayer as just um, like 8 on 8 or whatever you want to, 4 on 4. Because the shooting in Destiny 2 is some of the smoothest shooting out of any uh, multiplayer shooter I've played in a long time. Uh, Bungie's just good at it ever since Halo. Uh, So there's a lot to do. I put more hours in Destiny 2 and I've... I'd rather play Destiny 2 than any of the other games on this list, but I, I think PUBG, or PUBG, as I like to call it, yeah, uh, <laughs> could could win. Could very well take this. 
So I might have an unpopular opinion, but there's two games that I don't believe should be on this list. And the first one's, of course, Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second is Player Unknown Battleground because it's not finished yet. Uh, okay. And I've, I've heard a lot of people, you know, bring up that, you know, because it is still in its, you know, early stage that it's, it's not even it doesn't even have a full uh, retail release yet. Even the one that is coming out on console uh, next month is not an official full release. It's a it's, part of it's the a game really? preview. Program, right? yep. Yeah, it's it's a, it's it's still in preview program, so it's not mm-hmm. an actual full game yet. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. So the, it's it's still in game preview right now. So I don't think it should be on this list, but it will probably win um, because it has such a, a following online. It's the number one Steam game right now. I think whenever uh, it hits Xbox One next month I, or next month, it's it's next week um, yep. that it, it, I'm gonna play it for sure. Um, personally, though, I think Destiny 2. Uh, Destiny 2, it kind of revamped the series. Uh, it, it fixed a lot of the things from the first one. Still a few complaints about it, right? But And even some people have, you know, the people have dipped down on it, but I think the expansions are going to revive, revive the gameplay again. Mm-hmm. So my personal Destiny 2, I, I want to give a big, big nod towards Fortnite, though, because um, it had a uh, kind of unsuccessful launch, uh, but the things I've been hearing, I, I was watching on Mixer last night, some gameplay of it. It actually looks very fun. Um, I wouldn't be surprised that it might actually have a chance in the running, but I really, it's PUBG. It's going to be PUBG. Yeah, um, I agree. It's going to be player unknowns. And the reason I say it is because this game has been a phenomenon this year, and they're going to give it something at this show, and it's not going to win Game of the Year. So... It's it's either that or this. It's, they're going to win this category. And they probably, and you can definitely make an argument that they should. But if I'm giving the award to somebody, just me, I'm going to give it to Destiny. So, But PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds will win. All right, two more to get through. Most anticipated game. So we have God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, Red Dead Redemption 2, and The Last of Us Part 2. Graham, let's start with you. Well, I'm going to say which one I think is going to win. The one I think is going to win is Last of Us Part Mm 2. Just because this game, well, the first game was arguably the best game of last-gen console. And I don't argue that point. Uh, It it was on the PS3 shortly before PS3, the PS4 came out. And they've since remastered it and people have played it and it's a great story. So people have been wanting this game for a long time, and people were upset that when they expected to see some video on it and they didn't see it. It's been kind of quiet, but people are really highly anticipated. Uh, Red Dem- Redemption 2, that's a really big game, too, that everyone's all excited for. Me, personally, I didn't finish the first one. I didn't really get into it. So there's really nothing pushing me to get this one. I might get it eventually, but it's not going to be a day one, just because there's You're so much other stuff it. out there. I'll get it, but it's probably... We're going to all be one. playing it online, so... Yes. You're going to get it day one because it's going to come out in, like, April, Graham. There's nothing else to play then. Okay, well, we'll see. That's... Online, I'm going to play I, a single player. I can't predict what's going on. <clears throat> all right. Monster Hunter World, I... So many times I've wanted to try to jump into the Monster Hunter World, <laughs> not the game, but uh, play, like, Monster Hunter Generations, and I've heard nothing but great things about it. It's got highly rated and stuff like that. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man, that game looked amazing. Again, I'll 
probably get it eventually, but it's not going to be a day one. Uh, God of War. This is the game that got me to buy my first PlayStation 3. Uh, it's the whole reason I jumped on the PlayStation bandwagon because I've watched a friend play it, and it was awesome. It, it was, like, bloody and gory and, like, s- slaughtering death and mm. and the whole um, Greek mythology. Very cool, too. So I'm definitely excited to see where they're going to go with it, and it's going to be a great game. Visually, it's going to be stunning, and the gameplay. So that's my most anticipated one, but Last of Us, I think, is going to win. Okay. Steve? Um... My most anticipated game's not on this list, and that'd be Kingdom Hearts 3 if oh it comes God. out next year. <laughs> but on the list, uh, my personal is Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm, I'm just so excited. But I am excited for Spider-Man, God of War, and Monster Hunter Worlds. Um, with The Last of Us, it's going to win. That's not a question. Um, I tried getting into this game twice. On the, I bought it on the PS3, and then I bought it again on the PS4, and I... I can't get into it. I understand the story is good, but the gameplay, and that's key when I'm playing a game, is it's just, it's not that great. I, I just don't understand the love. Maybe I'm doing something wrong, but I, I did not love the first one like everyone else did. It's, but not, I think it's, not, a, it's not a game changer. For, you know, it, it, it kind of follows, you know, what Uncharted does, but I mean, it's... Yeah, and I'm not a fan of that. It's a, it's a story. It's a, it's a story. Yeah, it's a story. It's story and visually, the game looks I, amazing. Yeah. Well, I think I, I I want I wonder how well this game would have done if it had come out in the middle of the PS3 with those appropriate graphics and that type of thing. I think the fact that this was kind of the culmination of the generation mm-hmm. very much mm-hmm. helped this game. You got the farthest advances in graphics and storytelling and everything that existed in that generation and just they had the full arsenal of what that console could do at their disposal where and and i think that just influenced a lot of the feelings about the game um i played it i could tell it was a good game just wasn't my thing so i don't know i'm kind of with steve on it like i understand why people love it i'm not saying it's not a good game i just Mm -hmm. i i fail to see how it's a masterpiece like breath of the wild was a masterpiece that was a typical Naughty Dog game with a better story. But, yeah, I don't know. All right, Eugene. Uh, surprisingly enough, I, I don't agree with The Last of Us Part Two because every other game on this list, we know for a fact that it is coming in 2018. Yep. Um, uh, and then also, the last time The Last of Us 2 was talked about was last uh, PSX, which... Um, which we might hear about it, you know, in the next week. Um, you know, we might see a trailer. We might see a release date. I would really hope that is coming out uh, maybe September 2018. Um, but I'm kind of doubtful. I think it'll be a 2019 game, personally. Maybe even uh, early, like March 2019. Um, but for the vote plus, for my personal pick, would be Red Dead Redemption. Uh, after they showed, you know, that that trailer and that teaser is what everyone was talking about. Um, you know, God of War and, and Spider-Man deserves a nod, but um, is it the most anticipated? I don't think so. Uh, Monster Hunter World was a huge surprise. It's going to be... I'm glad that they're branching out to other consoles other than Nintendo. You know, that's a little bit different, especially in the past few years, but Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, my my pick, and plus, I hope it wins. Now, you said Last of Us Part 2. We have no release date for that, right? Nope. 
So why is Metroid on this list? <laughs> oh, you know that's why. Why is it Metroid on this list? Uh, yeah, I think because we don't know anything about it. We we haven't yeah, seen no trailer, no shots. We haven't seen a trailer. Um, yeah, that's it what was I just think. it. It was just said that oh, this is coming out. I think. Well, yeah, KH three has a tentative 2018 release date, and they have actual gameplay. Yeah, so. and I agree with you, Steve, on that one. I think it should be on this list, but I think why they didn't include it is because. Every year, it's the most anticipated game because <laughs> every year we think it's going to come out. So um, that would be like saying last year, uh, last Death garden Stranding. was the most they, anticipated. They haven't, they haven't given any sort of announcement or indication that it's going to be. Just like you could easily make an argument that Halo 6 should be on this list because Halo's been a three-year development cycle, which means 2018, we're getting Halo 6. But we have no mention whatsoever no mention about this so, game. Not even a logo. So nothing to go with. That's so anyway, true. yeah. All right. So Eugene, you good? Yes. Okay. So for me, uh, if I'm personally giving the award, it's to Spider-Man. Really psyched about that game. Um, but my prediction, and I, I originally thought Last of Us, but this is a fan vote uh, category. I'm gonna go with Red Dead 2 because it's gonna um, bring in people from both consoles, the votes from both. Whereas Last of Us Part Two is only gonna get votes from. Oh, Sony players. And oh, this is a fan vote? This is a fan vote? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is a fan vote. Right oh, yeah. Red Dead Redemption's winning this. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't know that. I so thought this go. was from... Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with Red Dead. And pause, but I can easily see Last of Us 2 winning because, I'll be honest, like, Sony gamers get a lot more passionate about this stuff than than Microsoft gamers generally do. And to their credit. The boat, to their credit. So... Well, anyway, that leaves us one last category, and the most important one, and that is Game of the Year. So here are your nominees. Horizon Zero Dawn, Persona 5, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, Super Mario Odyssey, and The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. So let's start with Graham. Well, I've talked about all these games and all that stuff, so I'm not going to go all over it. I'm just going to tell you Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is going to win, and that would be my choice. All right. So, Steve? Persona 5 is my choice, uh, but Mario Odyssey should win, even though it should be Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Eugene? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's gonna, it should, it, my personal choice is Breath of the Wild, and it should be Breath of the Wild. Uh, there wasn't a single game this year that um, captured, captured everyone's attention at the same time uh, like it did. So it should be Breath of the Wild, and it, it's my personal Breath of, uh, game of the year. All right, so I'm going to be different here, and I'm going to... Actually, I think Steve said Odyssey would win. I'm going to agree there. I think Odyssey will win. And here's why. I just think it's a more broad appeal game. I think Zelda appeals to, like, a large but specific um, genre of players or sect of players, and Odyssey is very vast appeal. So I'm going to give that the nod, not to say it's a better game, they're both tens. Which game would you choose, though? Odyssey. Just because it's more my type of game. And, it, and it's not a knock on Zelda. It's like... It's fine. You're not going to lose either way. Go on. Go on. No, I'm kidding. So, <laughs> you're not going to lose either way. They're both fantastic. So I, I'm going to say Odyssey would be my pick and that it will win. Although I wouldn't be surprised at all if Zelda wins. So, all right. 
That's going to do for our Game Awards prediction segment. Steve, what questions do we have this week? Uh, we just have a couple. We're going to rapid fire answer these. Uh, Brian Richland on Facebook asks, what is Brian. a gaming franchise that you would that you wish would just go away? One that has been beaten into the ground or the games have just gotten really bad? Hmm. I'll, go first. I'll go first here. Uh, so prior to this year, I would have said Assassin's Creed, but they've taken a different approach now where they seem to be developing games every three years instead of every one. So that's nice. Uh, I'm going to say Call of Duty needs to follow that model. They need to stop putting out a game every single year because it's taking away from the quality. So that that's my answer. Who wants to go next? Okay, um, I can't think of a franchise, but I'm going to say zombie games. Just let them go away. Let's have like two years or okay. something without a saturation of zombies. Maybe one or two, but there's just way too many zombie games. Get rid of them. That's right. mine. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, I think... I, I can't think of any franchise that I want to see go away. I don't, I don't want anything to just go away, but I, I'm going to agree with you, Tyler, with Call of Duty. I used to love Call of Duty. I used to be... Uh, obsessed with call of duty online but after every year your iteration i mean they they're they played too much to futuristic gameplay which world war ii you know fixed that but there's still not a huge following behind it uh i i wish they would take their time uh kind of like how assassin's creed did uh they took a year off and then now we got assassin's creed origin um they, yeah. they started following that same route so i can't think of anything that i just there's not a franchise that i don't think should go away totally Right. Um, I think I think Grand yeah. Theft Auto is is overplayed a little bit, which uh, you know they they deserve everything, you know all the money that they're getting, all, all the gameplay because they mm -hmm. they do keep up with that game and they do update it and they they keep their fans they keep the gameplay alive in that game. But uh, that would probably be the one that I wouldn't care if it went away personally. But uh, I think Call of Duty they they need us yeah. Uh, they need to not do it every year. And just real quick, just before Facebook lights up, I, I know that there's three different developers on the Call of Duty team, and that it's a three-year cycle for each game. It's just oversaturated. That's my only <clears throat> argument yeah. there. So, Steve? Uh, mine is sports games in general. We've talked about this before. I don't know if we've done it on the podcast, but Definitely. they need to go to a once-every-other-year and just update the, like, rosters or all together go away to where you pay, like, $120 to EA for the year and you get all the sports games. Because, yeah, it's just, is there really that much of a difference between Madden 17 and Madden 18 or NHL the last, like, four years? Not really. No. These these could have just been gameplay updates. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, that's my thing. All right, last question. So, Dylan asks, Dylan Anderson on Facebook asks, having finished AC Origins... Uh, and knowing most of you guys want to play it, what time period and why would you draw would draw you in on day one for the next one? So, do you have any particular time periods you want to see Assassin's Creed go? That's a good question. Anyone else they've, have one? They've on they've group? they've covered a lot, eh? They've done the Renaissance. This one's Egypt. I'll go first. My sure. a perfect game that I would love is is great or. Yeah, Greece and Rome back in their heyday. Okay. Um, those are two interesting time periods to me. There's a lot of political drama, uh, you know, the Julius Caesar era, stuff like that. That would just be awesome. I'd love to see that, and I would absolutely play it. And since AC Origins has you fighting some of the Egyptian gods, you know, maybe AC 
Whoa, whatever. whoa. That was in the trailer, dude. Okay. Sorry. Not um, that I saw, but... But maybe fight, fight in Zeus like God of War. I don't know. That would draw me in. I'd buy that day one. Okay. Um... It's... I know there's a big, you know, Call of Duty went back to World War II, Battlefield went back to World War One, so something in that era might be kind of fun. I know they did American Revolution, which was kind of cool. Um, how about, like, Russian Revolution? Maybe in, set in uh, Moscow or something like that. That would be kind hmm. of fun. So, kind of same era, but just a different event going on. Kind of how they did one around French Revolution, so you could do one around the Russian one. And... You know, there's a lot of uh, political things at play there and a lot of, like, brutal murders that took place at that time. So there's stuff that that could, you know, turn into a good game there, too. I would say something to do with Chinese history. Uh, the Chinese, Chinese culture and history has been around dynasty. a long time. Yeah, uh, you got too, the actually. Ming Dynasty, the Zhao, the Zhao Dynasty. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that you could do, especially with Assassin's Creed, possibly. Um, but I would like to see something, uh, you know, based based uh, on their history, uh, not necessarily Assassin's Creed, but um, yeah, something around along those lines. Okay, Graham, I'd like to see one based on Canada. Because I think Canada has a lot to offer for a game. No. Um, because of all your rich history. Yeah, all our rich history. Yes, yeah, so um, we're stealthily get inside Tim Hortons. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. I don't really have a definitive answer, but I would say maybe like the, the Aztec days. Like I don't know if they've had stuff like that, with, like the, the Mayans and stuff like that, like way back, okay. like tri- tribal stuff. Okay. Mm, that'd be cool. I yeah. think that like, could work. Definitely. All right. All right. So that wraps up questions. Thank you, guys. Right. Yep. So hey, make sure you submit questions next week. I think we're going to do a couple giveaways um, between this week and next week to get our holiday giveaways rolling. We'll be doing those each week through December. So we didn't forget about we're not going to short anybody. Everybody who entered, who uh, had a question this week is entered to win. Make sure you submit questions. If we read them on the show, you're entered to win. Let's get more than two people entered so you have a chance to win something good. Um that's going to do it, everybody, unless you guys have anything else. Do not. All right. That's going to do it for episode number 72, everyone. Make sure, please head on over to Facebook, follow us there, and join the uh, um, Gaming Culture Radio forums. Head on over to Twitch, follow us at Gaming Culture Radio. Same thing on Mixer, Gaming Culture Radio, follow us there. And please uh, join in when we do the streams. Uh, it makes it a lot more fun when we have people in there chatting with us. Yeah. Let us know what you guys want us to yes. play, too, if you have any ideas. Because last night we played like obscure stuff. We played like Trivial Pursuit, and we actually got some decent feedback. Somebody was like, "This was this is oddly entertaining." So it's uh, and it was fun. It was a nice change of pace, and it was actually fun to play, wasn't it, guys? So it was mm-hmm. very fun. Huh? Yeah, it, it was fun. Even though I came in strong third place each time, it was what? it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and plus all you guys can gather and watch us and scream too. at us for yeah. you know taking the wrong answer and all that kind of stuff. So. All right, but please uh, head on over, follow us at those uh, places. Take part, ask questions, do all that good stuff. And remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or whatever you listen to us on. All right, that does it for episode number 72. We'll be back next week with episode number 73. Until then, everybody, stay safe and have a great week. Play some great games. We'll talk to you in a week. Take care, all right, see you guys.